0: At midfield,
1: wearing number eight, the first All-Star ever from Loud, would you welcome Paddy Keenan?
0: Arguably the most popular of tonight's winners. Paddy has led from the front for Loud since his championship introduction in 2003. Here's a chance for Rooney! What a goal by JP Rooney! And then it happened. Bean sends in from the sideline, and Sean Cunningham finishes it at the net. Laud are in front. And here it is, now are all island Champions for the third time.
1: Welcome to the I Really Hate Carlo podcast. Out of all the talking points of Saturday Night's Game and Netwatch, Dr. Cullen Park, thanks for tuning in and listening to the We Are Loud, I Really Hate Carlo podcast. Oh, I really hate them. Really, really hate them. Uh, I do like their ground, I do like their pitch. It was lovely set up below and under the lights in Saturday Night Lights. It was a, it's a nice little stadium, uh, Dr. Cullen Park. Really nice. Nice stand, lovely terracing all around it. Uh, very close to everything, just off roundabouts and very easy to get to. Um, fairly welcoming as well, uh, the locals, well, they, they did get narky after a while, but that's good, it's a good sign that they get into it. Uh, but I suppose we get into the match report and Loud's loud starting to get a more and more of a settled team. Uh, especially in defence and that's the only good team that only augurs well for the future Fergus Sheiky in goals Fergal Donahue Emma Carroll and James Craven Anthony Williams Bevan Duffy and John Clutterbuck Tommy Dornan and Andy McDonald started in the middle of the field Conor Brannigan Kieran Downey and Owen Duffy on the wing Jim McEnany playing inside floating around uh, with Samuel Rye and Declan Bourne inside that was the starting team and uh, the pattern of the game went. It was uh, it was it was actually very open at the start, a lot more open than you would have expected from Carlo. Uh, Sam notched a free right in the sideline to make it one nil, and then they slipped in behind their kind of mirroring of their mass defence. Lee Walker slipped in, and Brendan Murphy stood a, got a uh, what would say shoulder shimmy. Gained a few yards of space and banged it over the bar. Uh, Decky Bourne got a great point on the back of uh, John Clutterbuck running up the field. Clutterbuck's getting an awful lot of possession as he would in that position. He was driving up and you could see he was told not to shoot before the game and he listened and he did it well and he just carried the ball really well. Made an arc and run. Decky off the shoulder, popped it over and two all. Perfect. He thought, right, we're in this game. Fairly open. We can live with these terms. and not getting men two back we're getting a kick outs away and we're getting up the field quick and half back line was the key but then um, they stung us for a goal on 11 and a half minutes Dame was evenly balanced like I said and uh, it looked to me to be a bit of a set routine they dragged Emma Carlin right out to the middle of the field wouldn't be overly known as a high ball fielder or contester and Torlach O'Brien um, is an arrow man and they played the Blues maybe he was looking he was definitely at that game he looked at that the Samson the loud goalie who's in goals for Carlo I'll get to him in a minute in the talking points he booms it right down the middle Foley the man Mark uh, the man Emma Carroll is and breaks the ball down to Brendan Murphy Murphy drives through big horse of man very powerful very hard to stop as well. He makes serious ground right through the heart of the loud defence. Kind of a set piece move. Everyone splits. He flicks, flicks it off. Murphy drives through the middle. Sean Gannon, who was on hand, probably pound for pound the best footballer in Ireland. He coolly fires the ball to the net. That makes a one-two-to-two, two, and that's when the game completely shuts down. That's when it comes fragma- f- fragmented and pragmatic. And he and he did respond. And he was up for it. You could tell he, he, he hates Carlo as much as I hate Carlo, He responds to make it one, two, to three, but then they completely, really, just shut up shop, shut the whole whole game down, and they just the referee becomes increasingly annoying. They win their they they win frees but we couldn't win a free. Uh, Dara Foley bangs one over. Sean Ledger long range one off the ground hits one off the post. Uh, we were getting away with it because um, Paul Broderick was missing their number one free taker and they were missing a few here and there were shaky, but uh, they went one four to three ahead. Sam did reply with a with a very good free. It was more like a fifty um, free from the fifty yard line to make it one four to four. Foley lands another free as the game was just like it just petered out This day it was the, the half just petered out it was just no score like no freedom everyone just lads not even look back so the ball is running back to their own 50 yard line um, Samuel Wright did have a free he landed two beautiful frees the first one was on the sideline and I need a free to make it one five to five at half time and he took it out of his hands and I said oh why is he taking out of his hands why is he taking it out of his hands but he, and he missed it uh, having not two class frees off the ground, that was a four point gap at the half time, one five to four, and you kind of had this feeling like, oh god, we're gonna have to do something really special to to um, <coughs> to win it to win it in the second half. And a, a draw would have been a good result. You would have taken a draw at that stage, especially when they came out and uh, Foley lands a free to push it one six to four ahead. And then we kind of shake off the respect we did give them. Because we, we kind of... Maybe you're talking about this Carlo game plan more all week and all uh, building up to it. And you don't go for it. Foley makes it 1-6 to 4. And there's five points in it. And I think Larry kind of realised, let's flip and go for it. But Ryan lands a free, lands another free. Owen Callan comes in for Clutterbuck. Dara Foley gets black-carded. And then, like we land three in a row, Decky hits one from play as well. Great score. And that makes it 1-6-7. to Two-point game. Gannon, on the counter-attack, whips over a savage point. Then James Craven comes up the field, has his third shot of the day, you thought. James, don't be shooting again. You missed two in the first half. Cornerbacks will never be shooting against Carlo. And he cleverly clipped it over the bar. Then Decky gets a second yellow card. But it was a kind of a. He came up, he jumped high with his knee, led with his legs, caught your man. Bit of a yellow card. Don't know whether it was or not, but by the law, it probably was. But still, we still keep going at them and going at them and going at them. Jim lands one from play to make it one seven to nine. That's one point game. Foley gets the point with a free. They just keep edging a little bit ahead and keep getting that cushion, using the cushion of the goals. Sam comes back with another free to make it ten to one eight. Then uh, Jordan Morrissey kicks a savage point. Really good point. He's tipped to go to the AFL. Just on the counter, running up the field, breaking in transition, really far It whips it over. Um, then uh, Torlach O'Brien's son, he gets another one on the counter. To, could have been a goal. It, uh, could have been a goal. It broke down, Murphy fumbled it, and it fumbled luckily back to O'Brien, who knocked it over to make a one ten. To ten points, and you like loud. It then had a red card. Um, sorry, a black card for Kieran Down, he was kind of caught with a trip or something off the ball. The umpire flagged as ridiculous call. Just added to matters, but uh, we still weren't out of it. Um, Sam lands another free close in. And then Rowan Holcroft he wanted to lob the ball into the box and he hit it sweetly and it went over the bar to make it a one point game and an agonizing one point to Pete. One ten to twelve to Carlo. And just a sick note really. Absolute sick note. We were there and we weren't there and we kinda we were we were punished and just to well drill Carlo's side, really, we couldn't break them down for we give them too much respect and then we did we didn't We didn't uh, get the rubber agreement with the referee either. Overall, a very frustrating night. And that is the Laird and Carlo uh, match report. And we get a little chat in with uh, standing manager, Liam Kelleher.
2: Well, again, it, probably a game of two halves here, lads. So we, 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 we were very slow in the first half. It felt we probably um, rushed things a bit with, when we had the ball. And uh, we knew coming down here they're were going to get plenty of men behind the ball. And um, just like, maybe a little bit of naive in the first half. Perhaps a bit of naive. We rushed the ball, rushed pass and kicked balls in when we felt we should, like we knew it's situated, their tactics coming down. So... I'm just probably a little bit frustrated with that, but uh, I can't fault the effort again in the second half. You saw that they, they dug in, and uh, maybe, maybe not all our decisions decisions went our way. Maybe not all our decisions. Um, I think you, you guys will have the stats for the free count. Felt just look. We won't say much more, much more than that.
0: Uh, the game, I thought, started wasn't it was kind of open enough for early stages, but kind of as it as it uh, dragged on, Carlo got ever more defensive, and by the end had everybody behind the ball.
2: Yes, well, look, as you saw there, classic example again. They lost a man and they uh, threw a black card in the first half, and they put 14 men behind the ball. It was up to us to break down that sort of to break down that you require a little bit of patience and such a just perhaps a slight bit of naivety there and trying to rush things. Um but look it. Um, we weren't going to, we weren't We uh, felt we weren't the best team in Ireland after the win those three matches. We're not the worst team now. Uh, if we can learn from that, if we can learn to bring a little more patience to those type of uh, scenarios, uh, I think we'll get something from this. I think we'll learn something from this, and we'll progress from that. And we will progress, and we'll sort of be back in training on Tuesday night, <coughs> looking forward to the Westmead match. And... Um, Still very optimistic with this Bunch of lads Brilliant bunch of lads Um, So we'll keep it going
0: A lot of frees given away Particularly the first half And a number of them brought forward as well Maybe players answering the referee back You can't afford to do that at this level So referees are are going to bring it forward Um, Absolutely Absolutely
2: Absolutely Probably the most disappointing aspect of the game, uh, no matter what level you're you're, you're playing football at, um, whatever decision the referee gives, you have to abide by it. Um, uh, we'll look back at the stats of the game, and uh, I'm sure most of the supporters that are at the game and they'll look at it and see probably they probably mid 20 freeze, we probably what 12 13. Is that an accurate reflection of the game as a whole? Um, possibly not.
0: What about the two dismissals? Uh, Would you have much uh, argument with them? Uh, Well, I'd
2: probably ask you to repeat the previous question regarding how you felt that. Um, uh, The lads were trying their their, their hardest. Um, Didn't think they were... Tremendously, more awkward than, 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 any, than anything nasty. And um, I don't think they deserved the results that they got. Um, um, but we will speak to the, individual, the players again. We don't want to be playing matches with 13 players. I think you saw our performances last number of week when we need a full 15 on the pitch. And um, definitely something that uh, I would hope the lads will pick up on again and improve on. There's,
0: there's a clamp down on it. Carroll finished with 12 players last week.
2: Uh, I wasn't at the carla game this week uh, May perhaps if I had finished at 12 this week we wouldn't be having this conversation but no um, uh, we, we, we don't to sort of talk with referees let's talk about our, our own loud performances
0: and the fact maybe that you didn't trouble goalkeeper Robert Sansom enough you never really created uh, goal opportunities tonight which I suppose you have been in your area matches uh, true, true uh, probably probably we're a little bit short tonight injury
2: wise I think it's well known we're, we're, we're short a few and um, maybe the impact subs that we were counting on the last number of weeks um, just had to preserve their energy for the 70 minutes but again I probably didn't didn't uh, really trouble him that much to be honest with you so I have to agree with that Absolutely, but look, at, we'll work again, work again on Tuesday night and uh, Westmead's the next opposition, so um, we'll go again with that.
0: Two matches uh, left, Liam, um, we don't know what it means promotion-wise, but um, look, you'll be looking to, to finish with the flourish so anyway win the next two games. Oh, absolutely, but look, at, I've been
2: saying consistently, it's uh, week on week, each match, we take each match as it comes and at the end of the year we tot the points and I know it sounds cliche, but... Wherever we finish at the end of the league is where we deserve. Like you know, but this bunch of lads are putting in great effort. I think we're improving. I think the supporters will sort of will appreciate that there is an improvement. Uh, but there is a better way to go, and
0: uh, I think they're learning the whole time. Uh, two weeks now to go to the Westmead game. You'll hope to have a uh, few of the injured bodies back for the next day, obviously. Uh, yes, uh, we're counting
2: on getting a few injured players back. Yes, uh, we, we would be expecting at least three or four players back, and uh, like you know, and uh, we look at we we'll, we'll, we'll sit down and uh, we'll plan for that game and say cheer for next week. And the
1: Oscar goes to outstanding manager Liam Callagher, who is absolutely. He gave a magnificent performance because how he showed diplomacy and stand on the line between not berating that referee. I'll never, never know. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's get right into it. Talking point number one: the referee. This, like, uh, it's just, it was absolutely. There's nothing worse than a bad referee when you lose because in fairness to him he was bad to both sides probably the the highest form of criticism for a referee but he was bad he was so bad he was he was so bad he was out of his depth he was flapping at decisions he uh, just looked just looked off the pace he didn't know whether he was reacting to the crowd He's reacting to the players roaring on the pitch he was he was fussy he was pedantic he was moving the ball up Treating the players like children. So all the things you hate in a referee, he had them all in abundance. I was sitting beside uh, John Savage from the Drawing Independent during the game and he flagged, like, how did they get this Waterford referee doing this? And I, I I, just thought, yeah, yeah, like, Waterford's so close to Carlo. But then John, the ever-knowledgeable John Savage, that he is, he, uh, he informed me that loud can't get a referee on the all county, all country refereeing panel. And a a chap from Watford is on it. Watford wouldn't even have a decent club championship, that's to be fair to them. And he's supposed to be in charge of an inter-county game, such a crucial inter-county game. Because, like I know referees never ever really lose your game, but they fairly well contribute to it, like we still could have won without him, we still could have got a draw with, 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 with him, we still could have got a win with him there, refereeing we didn't help matters, and he hindered us a lot, a lot more than them, but uh, I just thought that was very interesting inside from John Savage um, completely out of debt, and it showed and just for some stats they had we had doubled the freeze Awarded against us uh, I know they had two black cards In the second half And we had one And the red card uh, The red card The red card for Decky Like it probably was A second yellow But the first one that he reacts to the crowd It's A bit of common sense It wasn't a red Like it didn't need to be A man sent off But he did it by the book And he didn't Read the situation Kind of killed the game As a result uh, really really just uh, just really hard like really hard to buy a free in the first half and he was giving Carlo a really easy free so the exact same thing the other end we couldn't get a free we couldn't get a win and it, it was shooting out at the start they were getting all the frees and the, the regular free taker Paul Broderick was, was absent so they had Daniel Sileger stepping up at Dara Foley and they might have missed the first few but uh, they um fairly well nail a Foley finished with four frees and uh, St. Ledger nailed his free and they were crucial like down the stretch but it doesn't help players are getting frustrated with the ref and it just it just left the thing in a whole sour note and you when you're playing in that system and referees not giving you the frees and giving it to the over defensive team in my opinion it should be favouring the team attacking referee should always nearly favour the team attacking and in a game like that where a team sets up the referee like the game is suffering as a result anyway the referee nearly has a duty of care to make the game a little bit more open a little bit more free flowing and get the attacking team a bit of an edge and make the defensive team come out instead the opposite happened he was rewarding defensive dirty football crowd tackles and and giving them handy freeze so they 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 were happy enough to set up like that counter attack win a free keep the scoreboard ticking over keep the scoreboard ticking over play play real cautiously and patiently and it just showed frustration all over referees completely out of his depth Um, in saying that we still could have won without him we still could have got the draw without him but however it needed to be highlighted that's the first talking point out of the way, and um, it won't be as ranty. Hopefully, after it, I suppose. Yeah, talking point number two, and it's a good one. It's a it's kind of a good news story. It's a uh, it's a funny one. There was two loud goalkeepers on last night. We had Fergus Sheedy from Dundalking Ireland. There is a loud goalie, and on the other end was a man from the Joe's down in uh, Dromiskin, Robert Sampson. Uh, He's in goals he's, he's, a, he's a top goal he's just never whatever way it worked out between uh, Galli being there Craig Lynch being there Sean Connor even going back that far um, he never got in with Loud he was playing outfield and he he always had the calibre he would have played I think he played Loud Jr he definitely played underage uh, then he, he he was in college he might have had an injury he uh, played outfield for the Joes for a while but it just shows that he was very good like and bar one kick out at the very start, but he wasn't punished for it. His kick outs were on the money, long on the Brendan Murphy, short if he wanted. Very composed around the uh, around the, the small parallelogram. But it's great for him. He's uh, playing down there with de Brana, I think it was. He's actually playing outfield for them and chat more chat in the press box that uh, he's been banging in a few goals. He was oh, he's actually a good outfield player for the Joes. When he went full forward really, really good target man Good hands as you expect But uh, yeah He played well And fair juice to him he uh, he's, he's ousted Robbie Mullay After the first couple of uh, games I think Mullay made a mistake And Samson's made that, that jersey his own And uh, It was nice to see I think he, he went to college Down in Carlo IT And he uh, Stayed on I think he's he working maybe in Kildare uh, But Great news story, and it just shows like talent out there in loud and he uh, just just time and these things work out. And they're funny the way they work out. Um, so next talking point, talking point number three, and I suppose the, the one big talking point from it and coming away from it would be around this team that it's probably a bit of a reality check that we are probably exactly where we are after probably after the Carlo game gives a really good better insight to where we actually are at this moment in time three wins on the trot really good wins but might be a little bit of a false um, guideline in terms of Sligo were terrible we blitzed Leash in um, Crow Park but let's remember Leash are only promoted side as well and then we took care of awfully, but only just with a last-minute goal. Not that it makes us a bad team overnight. We're not a bad team. It just kind of dampens down the promotion talk. probably I probably got a bit carried away myself, to be honest. But sure, that's my role as loud and proud to get carried away with these things. Um, because it's very interesting what we are. We're a better football team than Carlo. We're uh, we've better players than Carlo. We have better. Probably better manager than Carlo. better way of playing than Carlo. But yet they won by a point. They hung on for a point, truth be told. They hung, hung on for a point with 13 men on the field with Loud. But it probably shows that they are on the road... Well, obviously they're on the road a lot longer than us, but under Torlach O'Brien and then uh, Stephen Poacher as well. In
0: Division 1B then.
1: And with, with, with the way the way we are we're already starting and they're, they're they're a lot more cohesive than us and it probably was a good test to see could we beat a cohesive unit like that like no doubt Wayne and Liam would have been working all week against this uh, like everyone knows what Carlo fucking bring 15 men forty men behind the ball and we couldn't break it down that was the challenge given to us and we couldn't break it down we didn't pass that test but there's definitely like we're, we're better than them We're air scale our, the top of our graph is a lot higher than theirs our ceiling is a lot higher than theirs they're probably at the max hanging on for a one point win over loud. that's not sour grapes that's just reality we get them further down the line and um, we'll, we'll take them we'll we'll hammer them Um it just it was probably Sam Murray's probably first game playing again a big crowded defense like that at, at the county level John Clutterbuck as well and uh who else Um Kieran Downey and like it's it's a, still a learning curve for them they wouldn't have played like that again like that last year and it's it's a learning curve for different reasons like Sam is inside looking for a ball completely crowded He'll have to work on that trying to get get space to kick points. Clutterbuck gets an awful lot of possession in that system where you're driving forward and they give you the half-backs to run because their marker just goes straight to the their opposing 50. And Ciarán uh, Downey as well and Conor Brannigan as well to a certain extent. It's uh, finding that space and making that late run. But it kind of it kind of makes... It, like We win last night and we're thinking, yes, promotion, promotion, promotion. we 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 lose last night and now it's it's uh, okay. we're not promotion might be promotion still two games to go and that's not a bad way to go Westmead now two weeks time we'll uh, dust ourselves down and uh, we'll get ready for them we've learned an awful lot from last night from that one point defeat Wayne probably not being on the sideline might have damaged loud on the night but in long term, Wayne gets a good look at that away from it. Um, it it's probably going to help his development as well. Um, so I suppose that's, the, that's that talk about number three would be uh, expectations around the whole thing. We're kind of settled now, two more games to go, and it, it, it takes the hysteria out of um, the run in against two good teams, Westmead and down. Two teams that are well and truly in the promotion hunt and let's not forget um, down a fairly systematic as well under Paddy Talley and I seen Westmead earlier on this year and they are wickedly defensive you thought Carlo was bad they are just going to bring it as well but probably a better calibre of forwards maybe not necessarily a better defensive system as uh, Carlo but yeah so it would definitely help us, something to work on, and it really help us actually come in, because, Jesus, if we can run Carlo close with that system and play, we can uh, we definitely learn from it and bring it in. So, the next talking point I have is talking point number four. And that comes down to what I would look at be number four, would be the, the injury list, or another way of looking at it would be competition for places. So last night, Keen Callan and Ron Holcroft make their uh, their first league bows this year, coming off the bench. And then you have ten players that aren't even on the panel uh, that that can come into us. Like Peach wasn't there last night; he was best man for Pop Rat in his wedding. Um, William Woods wasn't there either. He he'd be back. He's playing with the Finbars. Then you have Rory Moore, Hugh Osborne, Connor Early, Conan McKeever, Derek Maguire. And then there's long-term injuries like Marks, uh, Ryan Bournes, um, Casey and Conor Grimes. Actually, that's 11 players. So there's 11 players there. Um, nearly a full team of players to come in. So that bodes well. That's, that's, that's the talk of in itself, that right, Jesus, so for if we're doing this without all these players, what would it be like when they come back? And even when they're get when they all training, it's going to push everything on massively. And even on top of that, it's kind of like, it just shows, Jesus, everyone wants to be, be involved with of if, if these boys aren't even in the panel and they still want to be there, whereas years ago, lads were taking them off the panel that they didn't even want to be there. Last year, I think training level numbers were low. This year, like there's, 11, there's probably more on the injury table or away in 11 than there was training with allowed last year so long term this is really good for the summer for the next two games ahead I'm going to get these boys back in um, maybe do not all come in, in in one big flux but maybe if you just throw one or two in one or two off the bench, maybe you, you, you'd like um, what it does to be more of a bench role, like um, the way Owen Duffy's impacted, a lot of people were saying before the game, oh, I'd rather Owen Duffy not start or let him come off the bench, but Owen Duffy actually, I suppose he has that impact off the bench, it's been proven, but he, he had a good second half, he went into the middle of the field, and it was allowed Andy to push forward, and he was really up for it. Uh, but that, but that's that's the uh, that's the main talking point. Like that's another talking point, the absolute squad depth we have, and how it illustrates that things are going well in the county, that the the county squad is bulging with talent, and players want to be there, and that only makes it more attractive to anyone from the outside. And who knows when the club club games start coming up now? will be league games in April, um. The league is now in the Shield and Cup. Lads, probably going to look at it as well. Who knows? It could be added. I'd say Wayne keeps it very much an open door, and he'd more than more than likely welcome lads in with open arms if uh, to get them in training, even to boost lads and there's lads there that that uh, aren't there. And you'd like them to think the be would be there, but obviously they weren't there for a reason. And then. Another thing as well, I suppose, is his, his transfers around the clubs. The, the transfer list hasn't been named. There's a few knocking about, but uh, I might put a podcast together on that. But uh, I think that concludes uh, this week's uh, Carlo, uh, I Really Hate Carlo podcast. Um, will we be playing them next year? Do we want to be playing them next year? Who knows? But um, that's this week's. Uh, podcast in its totality and um, thanks very much for listening it's uh if you get me on uh soundcloud we are loud and i did facebook uh, live videos half halftime at the weekend hard luck to the loud hurlers as well that that game today in darvard were unlucky they were winning the whole way one they were winning the whole way they led and led and were ahead and leveled until the very last minute, where Monaghan got a goal and a point at the very last pocket of the game to win it, one eleven to one ten. So hard luck to them. They're 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 moving in the right direction. I I fear they still stay up in Division Three A and uh, good on them and good luck But well, uh, that concludes the pod. Thanks very mu- much for listening, and we should have something next week previewing the Westmead game.